1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. As always, I am Andrew. My name has not changed since last time. Here's my beautiful wife.
0: Hey, it's Emily. And today we have Laura Larson here with us. Hello, Laura. Hi, guys. Um, Laura was one of our friends, is one of our friends. From- she was one of our friends.
1: <laughs> Once you move, just no. <laughs>
0: um, When we were all at BYU in Utah. So we've gone our separate ways and our living grown-up lives now. (laughs) but um, Yeah, so we're happy to have you on, Laura. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family, what you like to do, how many kids you have, all that? Totally. So we
2: have four children, my husband Hans and I, and we met up in Utah, even though we're both natives of Arizona. And so we um, spent our time up in Utah for um, a few years. He graduated Then we moved to Arkansas for a year and then quickly realized he wanted a master's degree. So came back to Utah and met the Jordans as a result of that. So that was awesome. (laughs) And um, then after graduating with his master's in in chemical engineering and I graduated with my doctorate in nursing practice, we um, both found jobs in Arizona and moved and been here for, let's see, almost three years. Are you currently working
0: as a nurse?
2: I am. I work very, very minimally. (laughs) I work um five hours a week right now with one Saturday a month. So that was not initially how it was. (laughs) Definitely worked for that (laughs) to get to that point. But that's something I'll definitely revisit a little bit later. Um, but that that's what I'm doing now. And then my husband is working for Intel full time and he's working from home right now, which I know other people have mixed feelings about, but I personally love it.
0: Yeah. I love, I mean, yeah. during 2020, when Andrew was working from home, I loved it. It was fantastic.
1: I, I did too. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. It was hard. It's like with what I do, it's, it's hard because I have to like coordinate with a lot of people and I have to mm-hmm. do like a lot of like in-person meetings and I travel a lot. And so like, that's difficult not being able to do those things, but mm-hmm. if I could wave a magic wand and get exactly what I want, I just have an office in the back and yeah. work, work from home <laughs> all the time.
2: Right. And it just makes it, it kind of lends to our lifestyle. We're kind of more homebodies. Hans loves gardening. We love eating his food. We love dance parties at home, going to parks, riding bikes, just pretty low-key things at home.
0: Good. Well, that's fun. You have recently started sharing a little bit about light and simple joys. Can you talk to us a little bit about that idea and kind of what got you started thinking about this?
2: Sure. So I'm not always a big share online, just because, not that I'm opposed to it per se, but just because it's not naturally what I think, oh, and now I'm going to put this online. But I remember um, I was watching a general conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And at that time, I heard one of the leaders of the church speak. It was Elder Anderson, um, Neil A. Anderson. And he said something that just pierced my heart. It, when he said it, he said, more and more people are walking away from faith in Christ. So who's gonna speak of him? It's it has to be us. And that just like, oh, that just, appears
0: to me right now, too. I'm like, oh, I don't remember him saying that, but I love that. Yeah. Which is funny because yeah. we
1: discussed that talk in, in Okay, but like,
0: you know that I have the memory like our, a memory of a gold with our
1: podcast. Like, I have zero. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of the reasons like you're still doing the podcast is because of that talk, but it's, right,
2: and yeah. and it's like something yeah. that we need to re- revisit, kind of circle back to. Sometimes mm-hmm. I totally get that too. I reread my journal and I re remember things that I've mm-hmm. forgotten. So anyway, so that really got me, and I thought, oh, I'm going to start this huge blog and just become a blogger and a blogger. And I just like bought the web space and the domain name, and I just fell flat on my face because I'm like, what have I done? This is so hard. I work. <laughs> I have a baby, uh, I'm pregnant with. had an incredibly complicated pregnancy with, and I just like, I couldn't do it. And so finally one day I'm like, I'm trying to follow this prompting. And I just felt that maybe I should start an Instagram account. I'm like, okay, I can do Instagram. Maybe when this one day, this will grow bigger. But for now, this was my space where I felt like, okay, I can post simply. I don't have to like, try and lure people onto my site and, and hire a web, you know, design person or anything like that. So this is just my way to share tidbits of my life in like a very light way. And the mm-hmm. reason why I chose light and simple joys is that light to me has three different meanings. A light first off is like the light of the savior. And I, I hope that people feel that light as one of them. Um, the second light is like lights and sim- in simplicity, just like it's not like a heavy meal. It's light. It sits well because it's very basic. Mm-hmm. And then the third form of light is that um, kind of like your traveling light too. Um, we've really embraced minimalism at our home as like a way of fighting constant materialism that is. A temptation for me. So a way to like, just target what matters most. I got rid of a lot of things that were just taking away from my life, whether it was like mentally or physically. And so those lights kind of take on different meaning of things that I love. Yeah. You
1: know, I love that. I think mm-hmm. it, it's a theme that I constantly think about, especially as I read through the book of Mormon. Um, I feel like it's a theme that's especially prevalent there because you see like the, the pride cycle, of the, of the people of the Book of Mormon and how, like, the, as people became more wicked, they became more, like, materialistic and more complicated, right? And I think mm-hmm. that, that that idea specifically stood out to me recently, this idea of, of like, complications or like, having a complicated life, um, and, like, it, it detracts from the spirit right? And we were, we've been talking about this recently, like, how do we simplify? Because that's another thing that the, um, that the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have been pushing for a few years, mm-hmm. this idea of like, hey, we need to simplify. And what does that actually look like? Um, because all of those who serve, so for those of you who aren't members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, just to give you like a little bit of background, we have a completely lay clergy. Right? so like the the only people who are receive any kind of financial support for their ministry are the people um, like a very very small group of people at the, at the top um, who are doing this all the time flying around the world all, and taking care of leadership that kind of stuff but for the most part the vast majority probably like 98 99 percent of, of the lay cler, of like the clergy are, lay people just regular members of the church fulfilling callings as and a service or as a, yeah it's, it's volunteer it's all completely volunteer um and those of us who have callings uh, especially if you live in an area where there aren't a lot of members like we're trying to simplify but that doesn't mean like doing fewer things right like by being less engaged because like it, it, I'm very busy with our, with our church callings because mm-hmm. we're both very like, busy with our church callings. And so like uh, our thoughts, and you might disagree with, with this and you can tell me that I'm, I'm way off base, but was that it's not necessarily about simplifying. It's not about like doing less. It's about, um, I, I don't even have a good vocabulary for it yet, I feel but like it's like it's an
2: intense focus. It's a yes. very intentional this is what I'm doing. And being a disciple of Christ is not necessarily simple or like easy, but it's so simple because that's my focus.
1: Right. And that's what it's Mm -hmm. a simplification of, uh, not of necessarily our, our burdens, quote unquote, but like it's a simplification, simplification of our focus, right? Like we're not allowing a thousand different things to grab our attention. We're, we're trying to simplify what we allow to occupy our thoughts and occupy our time. Absolutely.
2: And that's part of the name. Simple too came from like observing my children and observing the, the um, counsel and the Bible um, to become like little children. And what do I see my children play with at Christmas? It's not the like flashy toys that grandpa and grandma got them. It's the box. It's the wrapping paper. <laughs> it's those simple, joyful things that don't have to cost a lot they're beautiful and fun just because they love them.
0: Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, Why do you think it's so important for us? I mean, yeah. Why do you think it's so important for us to keep that in mind all the time, to have these light and simple joys?
2: If you're like me, you maybe want to be controlling sometimes because that's comfortable and safe. If I can control <laughs> my environment, if I can plan my life and know how long I'm going to be somewhere, or how long I'm going to do something, then that's my piece. Right. But mm-hmm. that's just not real reality. And it hurt every time that I had my perfect face regimen picked out or my perfect outfit. And then my child put a hole in it or my son dumped it down the sink or, you know, then <laughs> what do you do next? You know, and, and then you realize that that joy is, um, not a set of circumstances, which is something I'm still learning, having to circle back to a lot, but it's a, it's a mindset. And so mm-hmm. if we keep that in mind. We're actually able to feel joy rather than feeling like joy is constantly ripped right. from us, like a baby with, you know, it's, mm-hmm. its favorite right. joy.
1: Well, yeah. before we dive into what light and simple joys look like, can you maybe explain like what the opposite would be like? What are heavy and complex joys?
2: Oh my goodness. So I am a nurse practitioner and I, I love skincare and I love that kind of thing. And I know for some people that is okay for them, but I find myself looking into like, say I was going to train in injections, which again, I have family members who do that. That's their thing. So like Botox and fillers and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's complicated for me because then, then I feel like, okay, if I do that, then I have to get that done to me. And then what message am I sending to my children or to my viewers that that's what you have to do to be beautiful or have fun or how much money you can only have this if you make so much money? You know, like things like that are complicated for a simple mind like me. They're heavy because then I feel. Like in this cycle that I can't feel joy until I get to this point that I've arbitrarily decided in my mind. That mm. could be one thing. I know other people. It's like a certain house or a certain career or a certain car. That's heavy to me because then I I plan like oh then I have to work more and then I have to be away from like it draws me away from that focus that brings greater joy.
1: Yeah,
0: and yeah. That oh. pressure feels
2: heavy. It is. It is. Like and I feel the, like you all have a. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No. Go 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 ahead. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can still have a focus on Christ and have those things in your life potentially. But, um, I think you have to have it laser. Like, so those things can happen too, but that the things that matter most come first.
1: Right. I want to mm-hmm. un- like unwrap a little bit more. This something you say, you said that like for you, it is complicated for other people it might not be complicated. And so there's some aspect of, um, there's not a one size fits all when it comes to your prescription or your diagnosis. Right. Uh, and so, uh, what advice would you give to somebody to try and identify, Hey, is this a heavy and complicated joy for something, me personally?
2: Yeah. Something that Hans has taught me really well. He's a very simple person and finds great joy in just, being in his garden and i feel like
1: and he's hilarious I, by the way he's so right? funny
2: oh my gosh
1: <laughs> and he like he one of the great thing about hans is he's is so quick to laugh like he's he like, like not just at his own jokes like he thinks everybody he talks to is so funny <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he
2: makes you feel really funny yes yeah, that's actually the first thing, side note, I I noticed about him. I walked into church late, which is very rare for me. I And I saw him sitting on the front row. He just moved into the ward I was attending. And he was just like the happiest guy. And they were just giving the opening comments. So I was like, why, why are you so happy? They're not even doing anything yet. <laughs> and he just carries out with him. So when I'm like super grumpy or angry, he just knows what to do or sometimes not to do anything and just helps me laugh it off. So anyway, complicated versus heavy, right? Sorry, I'm supposed to go into oh, what that looks like for me and how it's not one size fits all. Um, for me, finding joy is, is realizing what brings me happiness. So Hans is really good at taking a step back and saying, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is it actually bringing me joy? So like one thing we recently did, is like every morning we complain about oatmeal all over the floor and sugar and honey all over the table because we're trying to eat healthy. So we have honey and oatmeal and different cereals. And finally he's like, why don't we just put it all in a box and use sugar instead of honey and like, like coconut sugar, something like that. And just that one little Looking and realizing it's so complicated, and so many arguments, and so many spills, and everything was just a simple. Oh, I just had to take a step back, reorganize my space in that one area, and go for that. So you can do that in any aspect of your life, right? Man, why am I angry every time I go to work? Do I hate my work? Do I actually hate the way my car smells when I'm annoyed that this like little blinking light's going on? What is it that's making something difficult? Look at that one thing and say, how can I? How can I go back and take a step back? Sometimes you don't have to totally like scrap it all. Sometimes you just have to find that one thing and you're able to find that joy and that release just through a simple change.
0: Yeah, I think for me, sometimes it just feels like it's going to be such a hassle to change this. Like I'm annoyed by something, but I don't know what it looks like to change it. And it's going to be a hassle because I don't know the answer or the solution. But like once you get past that, maybe initial complexity of figuring it out after that, you just made your whole life so much more simple <laughs> or that experience <laughs> a lot more simple instead of like constantly thinking about how annoyed you are every time you do that mm-hmm. thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's funny that we were just talking about this actually like, like an hour ago, mm-hmm. how, how, um, like when you find a problem, you're like, "Oh, there's something wrong." Like you want to create a complex system. I'm like like I'm a,
0: creating a program, a mission, gonna, like, like a like, complex master I'm plan. Like, I'm gonna have a
1: plan to fix it, right? <laughs> and so, like your solution to like like to a complex problem is I'm gonna create a complex solution. yeah But um, I feel like just just from a gospel perspective, the solution is almost never a complex solution. Right. Like mm-hmm. nothing about what the Savior taught or did or does now is a complex thing. Right. So the our reaction like
2: is, though, right. Like our reaction is, oh, yeah. but then I'm going to have to, like Emily was saying, then I'm going to have to do this and change this. And then I can't go here anymore because this would be bad or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause there's a difference between like deep and complex. Right. And so, like, sometimes we say the gospel is simple and for some reason in our world today, I think we, I I say that, maybe it's just me, but when I think simple, I think shallow, or I think like not, like not, not very meaty, like Mm -hmm. not a lot to it, but that's not the case. Like the Lord has shown us that the, the gospel is very simple, but extremely deep. Right. Um, and so I think that, can be extrapolated and applied in this situation we're looking at, like finding joy, right? We don't have to find, we don't have to have like these complex systems bringing us joy. Like we can do it through simple means. And it's actually the simple things that will bring the deepest joy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We've been thinking a lot about, I mean, the state of the world right now is like so scary and unknowing. Like, I just feel like, the world could end any minute and it just like kind of freaks me out and we've I mean it's just been like this source of conversation constantly um wars and rumors of wars and all like all the scary all the dark and heavy um but I think like your message of finding light and simple choice is so important right now um because there's not a whole lot we can do to like fix the world and like take away all this bad and like solve the Solve all the conflicts and stop all the wars. Like individually, we don't have a lot of power over that. No. But we do have some power in ourselves to like focus on what our light and simple choices are.
1: Yeah. And one thing we try really hard to do is we want to provide our, our listeners with um, like every episode, we want them to take away a few good tools that they can use to like to better their life. Right. So let's say that a lot of the problems that we're facing in our lives today are complicated problems so how can this this principle of light and simple joys how can they find light and simple joys in the midst of complicated problems
2: that is a really great question and i think one that we're all asking ourselves constantly right like Mm -hmm. um, me going to ukraine or russia is not going to make a difference you know I, but I think as I've been studying the Bible this year, as um, members of the church have been throughout the, the year, um, the, the term like Israel, um, Israel, the name can also mean let God prevail. And it, it, it also talked about, and um, so we're studying in Genesis, about how the blessing given to Abraham was surely to bless him, but he was also meant to be a blessing to others. And so that, that thought, like, of changing something, like, when I sent my girls to the school the first time, I was devastated. And then a friend said, why don't you think of them as being a little light to the world that you're sharing? And that just instantly changed my mindset. So, yeah, I'm not changing the world, but I'm changing, you know, that little sea star I threw back in the ocean. I'm bringing light to my space and letting people realize that there is still hope. Because even if the world ended tomorrow, I still had beauty in my life the second before or the minute before. And mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful that people can't take away. Dictators can't take that away from you. War can't take that away from you if you're focusing on the, where peace, true peace comes from. Just like joy, it's not circumstances. It can only come from the Savior and it's a gift. That was perfect.
0: Mic drop. But don't drop the mic. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> but That was great. I love that. Um, so I know that you've prepared three big ways or three, three ways that we can find light and simple joys in our life. And I'm excited to hear what they are so I can implement them. Okay. So these aren't like your classic to-do
2: list. Like there's so many of those out there and they're great. Mm-hmm. And I, I've read it a number of them myself, but they're kind of like principles, and I love talking about principles because then they're not so specific that you feel like, "Well, oh, that doesn't apply to me. So right. you can take these principles in your situations and find how they click for you. Perfect. So the first one I'm going to talk about right now is joy and chaos. So that's the first mm. one, how we can find joy and chaos because Para- that just I is mean. very relevant <laughs> yeah, to life. And um, this came um, to me in a number of different ways. Um, just a backstory for me. So, we have four children, like I said. My first two are twins, and they were an, um, they shared the same sac as each other um, when they were babies, which you know they're identical. So, that's kind of fun, but that just shows that their eggs split pretty late, um, like only days different. So, they didn't have their own placenta, they didn't have their own sac. So, any movement they made could compromise the blood flow to the other child. So ever since I was 24 weeks, I lived in the hospital. I sat on a chair all day long and I had just this, these little heartbeat monitors on my tummy. And if they ever dropped, then there was one night where it did. They woke me up put in an IV. They put oxygen on my face. They had me turn. We were preparing to go to a C-section, but then one of them went back up and I was terrified. And of course that was the day my sister was getting married and I couldn't go. And my babies were about to be delivered, I was sure, and I was just so devastated. That was a really dark moment for me. And so we had the neonatologist come in, and he was just kind of giving like, what you'd expect when your baby's born at 25 weeks, which is like not I mean, they live a lot of times, but they're severely like... mental challenges, physical challenges. Possibly not being able to leave the hospital for months, like just really intense challenges that I was not ready for. And as I was like crying with Hans afterwards, he just said the most powerful thing to me. And he doesn't even remember what he said, but I'll never forget. <laughs> and he said something to me. He said, Laura, if our children have special needs, I'm going to love them anyway. And that just like um, made my heart feel so much peace. Because when I thought my worst case scenario was going to happen, he saw it as no big deal. They're still going to be loved and they're still going to be part of our family. And that was like one snippet of finding joy in chaos for me is that realized? like, okay, go to worst case scenario. It's still going to be all right. A lot of the time, even though it's not the way you wanted it to be. And that's... Throughout this last year, taking my fourth son to the hospital a couple times because he had breathing problems. It's just that same message. is like, okay, worst case scenario happens, we're gonna make it. And and that joy in the chaos is just realizing that you're not in control, and that that's okay. But that you can do those things to help you kind of put off that energy. So I was like walking rounds on that top of the parking lot at Phoenix Children's Hospital. I was like walked like a mile, I think one day. And I just cried and walked and listened to podcasts. And I thought, okay, this is something I can control at least. So that's my way of finding joy and chaos is, is looking to what matters most for you. And then just self-care. That's huge.
0: That's so good. Um, so I'm curious, and I'm sure you told me a long time ago, but were your daughters born at 25 weeks then? So yeah, I should probably finish the story. <laughs> oh they, they were not.
2: They ended up, I got a Um, I was given a priesthood blessing by my father um, that, you know, the right thing would happen. And that was the worst day we had with them. And we made it to 34 weeks after that without any other problems. I don't know why it was that day that my sister got married, that, that day that I was mourning the most being there. I don't know what that was, but it was just that chaos that helped me realize that God was in control, and He was going to take care of things. So they were born at 34 weeks. They were in the NICU for three weeks, and came home on oxygen. Um, one was on oxygen for three months. The other was on oxygen for six weeks. And they are like little geniuses now. I mean, they—they're a little smaller, but they're <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yeah, I
0: love so, that. Oh, you—you—you no,
1: you, you, you first. Okay. Well, I—I I just love that that experience because it's. Again it's one of those really complex situations right really complex problems in life because the world is complex like intentionally and just by the way it is by its very nature it's a complex situation or complex place and and we're faced with complex situations and problems all the time but the like the answer like the way that you found we able to find joy was just focusing on like oh we're going to like we're going to love them like regardless of what happens and like that simple love right that's that's not conditional on anything else that simple love was like was the solution. So yeah, yeah that's my thing. Go ahead.
0: Um. Okay. So you so you said joy and chaos and self care. What was the other thing? Oh yeah. So joy and chaos. that's like self care
2: gets you through focusing on and then. What was the other? Oh, it was just kind of going, if it's worst case scenario, Mm. go there in your mind. Sometimes, sometimes you have to go, okay, what if this all falls out? What am I going to do next? And that's really just like a vulnerable, but kind of powerful exercise. Sometimes Mm. some people that does not work for, but for me, it's like helping me to realize what am I so worried about? If that happened, my husband lost his job and we lost our house. Okay. We start over. happens you know yeah that's Mm -hmm. what we freak out about but realize we move
1: forward yeah well i think Mm -hmm. the reason it works is because again the 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 ultimate value or the ultimate thing that you're looking for is the is the simple principle of of whatever it is in that situation like okay well if we lost our job like it would be financially devastating we have all of these problems and all these things that we get messed up and if if our ultimate goal or the place we're trying to be is is financial stability then that's a problem right but if our ultimate goal is a happy family that loves each other like that's a a, that's a very simple thing but Mm -hmm. like that can like that continues on right and that so like if as these complex things around us collapse, if our actual focus was always the simple things, then as the complex things collapse, it's like, okay, this is frustrating. It's hurtful. It's worrisome, but it's not the end.
0: It's been super great. And I've really like, really enjoyed
1: hearing about this. And
0: I'm kind of seeing in my life, I'm like, okay, like I really need to start working on these things a little bit more.
1: So Laura, any, um, any other things you want to tell our listeners?
0: I
2: think um, just a couple other things on like just ordinary everyday life. Mm-hmm. I don't know about other parents out there or older adults or whatever. I feel like um I like save up all of my happy to like be released on like a holiday or like a oh, <laughs> I mean, it's Christmas, and yes, and then I realize, oh, I'm a parent, I'm doing. Christmas I'm doing all of this and, and now it's actually stressful and now it's just a mess and everybody's grumpy because we thought we were having fun and stayed up late and now it's just a disaster it's not that fun and I remember like <laughs> so many times when we were newly married I was like yeah we're gonna go on a hike and then there was like a baby who blew out and like there's poop all over. And like, that was our camping trip when my son was almost one. And I'm like, this is so miserable. And there's like a bunch of yelling drunk people. And I'm, just, I'm done. This is not fun. And I realized if I'm like saving up all my joy um, for these special occasions, I'm so missing out on everyday yeah. ordinary moments. Like my favorites are I, I, read my scriptures in bed and wake up before everyone and that stillness that like simple time where I hear nothing just like air and that (laughs) is like so beautiful like that sound is so good to hear sometimes or just like my children come and snuggle in bed with me when they wake up those like really simple things that nobody puts on their bucket list but are really powerful have brought a lot of joy to me, but I just had to look for them and realize that joy is not stolen from me. If my day doesn't go the way I want, it's in those ordinary moments that I think we're intended to find peace and happiness. So joy in the ordinary moments and stillness is what I feel like are really powerful principles for us too.
0: Yeah. I like that. I was thinking, um, when you were talking about like the camping and the hiking and everything that like, I let those days where I get so excited. Cause we're going to do this fun thing, fun family activity. And then like thing after thing goes wrong, or even just one thing goes wrong. And I've just turned it into the worst experience, even though like it wasn't the worst experience. And there, I'm sure there were still great things about that day, but like in my head, I'm like, what a ruined day. This was just, this wasn't fun. And like, if I could just not see it that way but just understand that chaos and joy can coincide they can co- co- coexist yeah. um in the yeah. same day <laughs>
1: but, and, if, and if you're like we're meant to have joy continuously right like we're not meant to <laughs> like pent is pent up is that a verb I can i pent up something is pent up but like what is the verb for that
0: i don't know to pent something up I'm, i have no idea i don't know it's a
1: good <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my gosh. I've never thought of this before. Some English like major out there is like a big dim It's this, this firm anyway, um, like joy is not meant to be pent up. And when we do that, um, we have a more uh, exact idea of what that day or that experience is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And so if it doesn't meet that exact expectations, it's like a disaster. But if you're just constantly finding mm-hmm. joy along the way, it's like, oh, like this is another thing. Like, this is a cool thing we're doing, and I'm going to find joy in this thing. But if we were doing something else, like I'd be finding joy in that thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like but that. this. this so, like... go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine.
1: No, no, you you are the guest, so you get to go, you get to cut <laughs> me off whenever you want.
2: <laughs> Chuck, no, not what I mean, I want you to finish your thought because it's kind of a related side thought.
1: Okay. Um, I think f- for me, like so I love thinking about this and I love talking about this and then I leave these conversations feeling great and then I get into life and I don't know how to actually apply it. Right. I, I, I don't take the time to actually, to actually make the changes necessary to like fully utilize this principle because I'm saying like, yeah, I want to find joy all the time, but like, it's it's like really hard for me to. Um, are you okay? Yeah. Emily sneezed. Should I do it quietly? But I want to bring it. I won't put everyone's attention on the fact that she I'll just probably sneezed.
0: just cut it out. anyway.
1: <laughs> um. Like, I. I have a hard time like finding deep joy at work because I'm like I just want to be at home with my kids and I, um, and so I don't want to be, like, saying I can't have joy until I get home. Um, because that's like where I find like my, the most joy, but I still need to find joy
0: along the way, along the
1: way. And so that, yeah. that's something that's, that's difficult that I need to, it's not like, I'm unhappy at work. It's just like, I, it's, I don't feel like joyful. Like, okay, I'm doing something that feels good. That I'm being productive, but like, this isn't like my, my joy place.
2: I think that maybe one time where you look at that kind of blessing to Abraham and think like, okay. Maybe this isn't my favorite day, but what's a way that I can flip it and make this a great interaction with someone, an uplifting time where they feel like I was kind and I listened to them. Not that you don't already do it, but that's the way for me yeah. for being like, man, I don't really want to be here. Like I go to work and it's like you know, throwing things in my bag and making my lunch. I'm like, I'm leaving. You got to come down the stairs because I got to go. And it's like so stressful getting out the door. And then I get there and I, you know, it's like a 30 minute drive. So I, I really try and prep and think like, how can I, um, make sure people feel loved at work today. And I had this, this patient one time who she was just getting her IUD removed. So it's not like a big appointment, but she was like super down. Like, looked at the ground, would not hardly look me in the eyes. And I just had this, like, she was just very, like, like, one-word answers. And I realized, like, I'm like, she's really down. And so I just said a prayer in my heart that I'd know how to help her. And I asked her how work was today. I was like, how was work today? And that's, like, nothing I've ever asked somebody. I'm like, I don't know. It's not the topic we talk about. And she just totally opened up about going through a separation with her husband and like all these different things and how she's moving. And actually it's a really great place for her because she's getting some distance and, and some peace. And I thought, wow, that would have been like a big missed opportunity if I just like checked off the box and removed the ID, which takes like two seconds and then just left, you know? And Mm -hmm. that was like, I've done it plenty of times the other way where I didn't take the time, but that made me joyful trying to connect with her, I guess. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess it gets to a deeper, maybe even a more simple ideal, right? So it's not even like family in and of itself is like, is a great ideal, but I think it, an even deeper and more satisfying ideal is just doing the lord's will right like like fulfilling your covenant obligations to be a a tool in the lord's hands and a big part of that is family right because like the family is central to everything that the father does but like sometimes he tells you like hey you have to be away from your family right and so like that like that's okay like you have to go to work or you have to you know, I'm thinking about like the early days of the church. Like you have to go on a mission for five years, leave your <laughs> wife alone with their, with your four kids, so she can farm while you go preach the gospel in, in Hawaii, right? <laughs> um, or uh, I'm thinking like like from, from the from Genesis, which is what we're reading right now. Uh, like Abraham had to leave his homeland and had to go to Egypt and then like had his wife taken from him several times and then ends up like having to go to war to save lots. And like, so. like, there's a lot of this uh, stuff that he has to do. That's not like necessarily part of his ideal, which is having kids. Right. And that took a long time to get that. And so like, there was a lot of other stuff he had to do, but w- like when you get, um, like when you're doing the Lord's will, like that's when, you're able to receive the best joy. And this is maybe a little bit separate of a topic, but something I've been thinking about a lot is how I think sometimes uh, we focus when we think of joy, we actually just think of happiness. But I think the Lord's definition of joy has much more to do with meaning. Like we want meaning in our life Mm -hmm. and like meaning is what like is, is like the deepest joy. When we know that like, this is meaningful. This is working towards something grand, right? It's like that, that meaning is what brings us deep and abiding joy and the complicated heavy things. of The world generally don't bring meaning, right? They're, they're much more shallow Mm -hmm. paradoxically.
0: Yeah. And I think that like kind of along the lines of what you were saying, Andrew, but um like as we're going throughout our lives and we're not in our ideal or um, like we're not in our joy place. I like you said that, that's like you always say it. my joy place. Joy place um, <laughs> there are plenty of opportunities where we can experience joy in being the hands of God. because like we know that as like the closer that we are to Jesus Christ, and the more that we're trying to be like him, the happier and the more joyful, more meaningful, experience we will have.
2: I like that. And I feel like joy is less of a destination, right? Like I am trying to have joy today. This is what my day is. And rather just a consequence of being on that covenant path, right? So rather Mm -hmm. than just saying, I didn't get joy today. It's like, well, let's look at what my focus was. Was that where it needed to be? Okay. Maybe that was it. Or maybe I did have joy. It was just in really quiet ways that I didn't recognize. So maybe in your in your memory, that's when that joy starts to come out, which I think is, you know, I'm not the best journal writer, but I try to at least write every once, like within several times a month, let's say that. <laughs> um, and, and then when promptings come to me, right. But as I look back, I realize, well, wow, I had a lot of great moments. That when I string them together, I can realize that I was blessed with a lot of joy, and that's where I think the gratitude piece makes you joyful because you realize that your life has a lot of really great pieces if you quit seeing it through that negative filter right which is really difficult to take off sometimes mm-hmm. absolutely
1: yeah that's awesome well yeah. guys these have been some really good words that we we have we have said <laughs> okay I, I, think um, that I, I love everything <laughs> that we, we've discussed do you have any what's your takeaway, primary takeaway oh
0: well first i have an important
1: question okay go
0: ahead. um we ask all of our guests at the end how or what are you doing as an individual or as a family Related to the topic or not, that's making your home more of an outpost of heaven. Mm -hmm. Something
2: that we've been trying to do lately, and it's been really successful since January at least, is a calendar. We wrote on a calendar, we just looked at the day and we said, okay, we're going to do something fun on this day. I don't know what it's going to be, but on Saturday this week, we wrote something down. And that holds our kids, like holds us accountable to our children because they can read now and they're like, mom, it says zoo question mark on the calendar. Is that what we're doing? We're like, okay, I guess we got to It's Like that just one super simple taking time out for our family when it's so easy to get caught in yard work and laundry and the not now, later, that if we're just taking that one, one tiny step to saying, you're our priority too, not just our stuff or, or our have to do's that makes a lot of joy and that makes them feel thought of. And one thing my daughter, I asked her before we recorded, I asked Noelle, I said, what makes you feel happy at home? And she like parroted my words back to me. She said, well, cleaning is not very fun, but it feels good after you're done. Like little things where I realized, <laughs> oh, it's sinking in like you care. And so just just asking them what brings them joy and and like helps them feel loved at home, which I think is heaven, like a place where you feel loved and you feel safe is what an outpost of heaven is to me in our home. And that like connection with them is everything. So whether it's through going to the park, literally very simple, or once I went to Flagstaff and played in the snow, those intentional like timeout to show that you're important
0: brings a lot of heavenly love in our home. I like it. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's
1: awesome.
0: Okay. So um, takeaways, mine actually, that really stood out to me. So my takeaway is having a fun day or like really making sure that we have regular times with um, as a family or with the kids or even like, like date night type with one-on-one with a kid Um, just to make sure that they feel like they're having fun and they love their life and they feel loved. So I like that a lot. Thank you. And yeah, one my... thing
2: with that, sorry, mm-hmm, no, thing, go ahead. Uh, Hans has realized that he does a lot of one-on-one time with his dog more than the kids. So I was like, why don't you just, um, Saturday-? so my, ch- my girls always complain, they don't get a ride in the stroller. I'm like, well, you're six and I have little boys who need to be in there. So he literally took them on a stroller ride around the block because that's what they wanted to do. Like one Saturday it took like 10 minutes or Sunday, actually. Took ten minutes, but they thought they were the coolest that, so so that was like just so easy. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be any money at all. It's like I took you in a stroller. Okay, that counted for you.
1: Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I think um, I think my big takeaway was I, I don't remember how um laura was explaining at the beginning uh, but when we were talking about light and simple joys i think it kind of clicked for me that okay there if there are light and simple joys and that's what we want there's the the reverse Mm. uh, or the opposite that there are like the heavy and complex i'll say joys but i I doubt that they actually bring any meaningful joy but like the, the heavy and complex joys and that um we need to be kind of examining in our own lives. Like, Hey, is this a complex joy for me? Like, is it something that brings pleasure for complex reasons? I guess it's it's probably better vernacular to explain that, but like identifying those complex pleasures in our lives and trying to simplify them so that, and I think possibly that doesn't necessarily mean you have to change what you're doing, right? Like it doesn't necessarily mean you have to like say like you're, Complex pleasure is like nice cars, right? Like I don't think that necessarily simplifying your your joy means getting rid of the car, but it might mean like changing your spiritual attitude, um, like towards the car, right? <laughs> um, but I think just going through that process and trying to identify those complex issues for yourself, and then also not judging other people um,
0: for what they think is their complex or their light.
1: Right. Cause we, it, okay. I think it is a very personal spiritual thing, right? Like, just like mm-hmm. when the, the rich young prince approached the savior and said, Hey, I've done all the commandments. What else do I need to do? And the Lord said, sell everything you have and, and go like, and like give it to the poor and come and, and follow me. Um, that wasn't a general commandment, right? It was a specific right. commandment for that man because that was his complex joy. Um, totally. but like for it, it's not a blanket thing that we all have to sell everything we have and like go live neither with person or script as uh, serving the Lord. Um, but that does mean that we all, we all need to be approaching the throne of God asking, like, Hey, what is my complex joy that I need to be getting rid of? And he will help us simplify
2: yeah, I like totally, that. and a a story that goes really well with that. I actually read it in a book on minimalism by Joshua Becker. It was so good, The More of Less, I believe. But anyway, he's a Christian author, but he talked about how that story happened. Right? He's like, everybody thinks you have to get rid of everything after that. No, that's not what it means. He also told the person he cast like a legion of devils out of. He gave him clothes and told him to go home. He didn't say you have to follow me. That was his specific direction that he needed. And so he needed to go strengthen home. Was was his job was. So it's so personal, and I like that you said we're going to find that personal, whatever that means to us. Whether it's very complex, like one of the ladies I know from Good and the Beautiful, which we do their um, homeschool curriculum. She just wanted to have a simple, joyful life, but now she's like the the leader of this huge company that's doing amazing things, and that wasn't simple that she wanted it to be, but it's been so powerful and such a blessing to so many and something that she's given her heart and soul
0: into. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Laura, um, if our listeners want to learn more about what you are teaching or the content that you're sharing, where can they find you? On
2: Instagram, I'm light and simple joys, no spaces, no extras, just that.
0: And just that. that that's to... so simple. Perfectly yep, simple. <laughs>
2: right. I'm like, thank you. That's part of why I chose it because I'm like, oh, great. Nobody else yeah. has that. And it's exactly what I feel. So that that's is perfect. where you'll find more info on me and any questions,
0: comments, I'll look into them and try and answer them. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. We um, really appreciate Laura and everything that she shared with us. We just love getting more content out to you. So if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review. I think you can do ratings now on Spotify too, not just Apple. So cool. um, yeah, we would appreciate ratings and reviews.
1: All right. Love you guys. Keep the faith.
0: Bye.